Hi, everyone. It's Jen DeWall. And on this week's episode of the Leadership Habit Podcast, we are talking to Jenna Pesquale. For those that may not know Jenna, she is a certified laughter yoga leader, yoga teacher, and life coach based in San Francisco. Her mission? Inspired after losing her mom to cancer when she was 15 and being diagnosed with repetitive stress syndrome from working at tech startups for 10 years. She's now on a mission to help companies and teams create a positive, engaging, and innovative work environment where employees can experience more productivity, authenticity, and fun during the workday. Stay tuned as Jenna shares more about how you can bring laughter into your workplace to improve results and make your people happy. Hi, everyone. It's Jen DeWall. And on this week's episode of The Leadership Habit, I am so excited to welcome Jenna Pesquale. For those of you that may not know her, she is a certified laughter yoga teacher and leader. Yeah, it's what we all need more in our life. And she's also a life coach. She's based in San Francisco, which we're happy to have another representation from around the U.S. But Jenna, you know, we brought you on here because I know you do a ton of work with teams and organizations all about how they can incorporate laughter into the workforce. But, you know, for those that may not know you, just tell us a little bit about yourself. How in the heck did you get into this concept of laughter, laughter yoga? Because it's something I had never heard of before. Yes. So I actually spent 10 years working at tech startups and I spent most of my time working at Facebook. And while I was working there, I was diagnosed with repetitive stress syndrome. So because of that diagnosis, I started practicing yoga. And then I actually left tech to pursue yoga. So I went to Guatemala. I did a yoga teacher training. And while I was traveling there, I spent seven months in Latin America. And I met a woman in Nicaragua who loved my laugh. And I started noticing that every country I went to, people would always compliment my laugh. So I was like, wow, maybe I should do something with this. And then my friend in Nicaragua mentioned laughter yoga. So when I came back to the United States, I, you know, I looked online. I was like, what is laughter yoga? And then I found that at UCSF, they have free laughter yoga classes. So I attended one and it was so amazing. It was actually full of recovering cancer patients. And it really touched my heart, actually, because my mother passed away from cancer when I was 15. And just seeing how much joy laughter brought to these people, like I felt a sense of my mother being in that room. And I just knew that it was part of my calling to start teaching laughter yoga. And I was already a certified yoga teacher. And I was thinking, okay, I'm going to combine teaching laughter yoga and yoga. But then there was also, um, you know, the whole stressed out at work aspect. So I'm really just so passionate about helping employees reduce stress because I don't want anyone to go through what I went through, um, you know, having repetitive stress and just being, you know, in, in physical pain. So for those that don't know repetitive stress, for me, I was experiencing it in my wrist and it was like, kind of like carpal tunnel, but it would run. It was a shooting pain that ran up from my wrist up to the back of my neck. And it was just from being so stressed out and also just, you know, repetitively typing all day. Mm -hmm. So now I teach laughter yoga and I love it. It's so much fun. And 
for those that don't know what laughter yoga is, <laughs> laughter yoga is an alternative form of yoga where we incorporate laughter and breathing exercises. So there's actually no yoga mats, no yoga poses. It's really accessible and easy for anyone to do. I know a lot of people, you know, are intimidated by yoga or just think, you know, yoga is not for me or they say I'm not flexible. But if you can laugh, you can practice laughter yoga. <laughs> I love that it's so inclusive because I know that I'm absolutely one of those people that, while I appreciate what yoga does, I definitely focus on some of my limitations. I'm curious, Jenna, I want to go back to understanding kind of the stress that you even observed, maybe and obviously within yourself. And how the heck did you know that it was affiliated with stress? Like, how do you start to put those pieces and those dots together to recognize something is not right. And it's actually as a result of work-related stress. How do you create that awareness or how did you find out? So I actually did, I had no idea. I didn't even know what repetitive stress syndrome was. I went to the doctor, told him all my symptoms and I was just diagnosed with it. Um, It wasn't classified as carpal tunnel. So, you know, the medical professionals are just able to tell, but I was telling him about, you know, how many hours I, this is, these were probably the cues or clues, just working a lot of hours and not taking breaks. Cause I, you know, one of the questions that my doctor asked me was, you know, do you take breaks throughout the day? And I actually said, no, I would take a lunch break, but that was pretty much it. And so he really recommended that I set a timer every 50 minutes to get out of my chair, to get, you know, away from my desk, like stop typing, to give my my wrists and my fingers a rest. No kidding. And I, I know that that is something that probably some of our listeners are hearing. They might identify that with that, especially if they're maybe working remote right now where they're not necessarily creating those boundaries or giving themselves that opportunity for a break. But for you, I'm, I'm so happy that you went to the doctor and that they found that there is something that you could do in addition, you know, obviously to what unfolded into laughter yoga. But so thank you for giving that because I'm sure in tech, like you likely see, you know, you're in the epicenter of all these kind of prestigious companies that are, people are sought after. They really want to work for. But what they may not realize is that in exchange for getting to work for such a great organization, there are higher expectations for how you're going to maybe interact with the organization or how you're going to show up. And so, and I'm sure it's just competitive in general because you have the best and the brightest that are like, well, well, they're working longer. Maybe I'll work longer and I'll work longer. Like I, I'm sure there are a ton of variables that can create an environment where people maybe are just, you know, at their wits end or like just really stressed out and not necessarily taking care of their self-care. I don't know if you've seen anything more intact. Like, I just feel like you hear about that. It's kind of like the work hard, play hard. Is that a fair, I guess, assumption or description of what I've heard? It is. Yes. And, you know, most of my friends still work in tech and I know they still work a lot of long hours and especially working at home now, you know, I, I hear that it's really hard to separate, you know, work life and personal life now that they are working from home. Yeah. It's, that's why I hope that they are listening to this because this is going to be a way that they're going to be able to bring some more play to reduce some stress into their organization. I love it. You had shared when we were prepping this, you had shared that there are two facts, you know, if we're going into laughter yoga and what it is, like, what is laughter yoga? For those that are like, I know you briefly described it, but thinking about those facts that you also shared, like, what is laughter yoga? Because I'm sure that there is someone that's like, what are they talking about? This is bananas. Like we're not supposed to laugh more. We don't need to do that. Like we need to be focused. Right. 
So there are two facts that I love sharing with people, and one of them, this is what convinced me to really get into laughter yoga, learning that studies have shown that our bodies actually can't tell the difference between simulated laughter and real laughter. And so, you know, just knowing that our bodies Part of the reason why laughter is so important is because of all the health benefits. You know, we hear that laughter is the best medicine, but right. we, so some of one of one of the best or the most important health benefit of it, I think, is that it helps reduce stress. Yeah. So one, it helps reduce stress. Two, it also helps boost our immunity. You know, so with COVID going around, we all could use a little immunity and immunity boost. And then another great health benefit of it is it helps spark our creativity and innovation, which I believe is so important, especially in the workplace. Um, So those are just a few of the health benefits. There's other ones as well. It really helps stimulate all of our organs. It helps the blood flow and oxygen in our body. Um, There's just so many. But those are my top three, especially in the workplace. Um, Yeah. And I think those are ones that typically people don't you know, it's easy. When we first think of laughter, maybe we're like, oh, they're really goofing around. But instead we could look at it. Hey, this is what they're doing to reduce some stress. This is actually going to keep them healthier, boost your immunity. I mean, for those that might be questioning how this could work, what benefit it is, laughing can boost your immunity, which absolutely in the middle of a pandemic, we need the strongest immunity that we can. Um, and, and I also love just that, like our bodies can't tell the difference. They can't tell if you're laughing because something is funny or if you're just laughing because you're actually doing the practice of laughter yoga. Yeah, and I forgot to mention this, but that's that's what laughter yoga is all about. It's all about voluntary laughter. So it's very, very different from using jokes, comedy, or humor. So when we use jokes, comedy, or humor, we're actually activating the left side of our brain. And so, you know, the left side of our brain is like our analytical side. And through the workday, we're constantly analyzing, criticizing, judging, you know, using that left side of the brain. And through laughter yoga and voluntary laughter, we actually activate the right side of our brain. So that's why laughter yoga really helps spark the innovation and creativity in the workplace. Um, And then the second fact that I love to share with people too is studies have also shown that if we just laugh voluntarily for 10 to 15 minutes a day, that's how we reap all these health benefits. So it's not just, you know, watching, you know, a sitcom or a movie, because when we just watch a sitcom or a movie, we might have little bursts of laughter for a few seconds. And then we're also still using the left side of our brain to analyze if it is funny or not to us. And everyone has a different sense of humor. So a joke might be funny to one person, but it might not be funny to another. So in laughter yoga, we take all the jokes, all the comedy and humor out of it, and we voluntarily laugh to really activate that right side of the brain, that side of the brain that a lot of us don't get to activate as much as the left side of the brain. This is just mind blowing to me because I, you know, when you talk about just the stimulation of the right brain, some people are, are have, you know, they're a little bit more right, right brain leaning. Some people are a little bit more left. And this is just, it sounds like cross train for your brain. This is another opportunity to operate at your peak performance, yes. especially with those benefits like creativity and innovation. All right. Well, 
let's do, I mean, I know we talked about this, like let's do the example of laughter yoga, which please bear with us. I, this is not a practice that I actively going to, I actively do, but I encourage you as you're listening to also follow along. All right, Jenna, guide us through a brief exercise of what, what an example of laughter yoga. So one that I love to do, especially in the workplace is, um, you know, a lot of us are typing all day or we even use our phones. So this is a great one for our hands and our fingers. So you want to spread your fingers nice and wide. And what we're going to do is uh, we're going to add our laughter with the movement. But I just want to first explain that we actually have acupressure points in our finger beds. So as we press down, we're actually activating all of the acupressure points in our body. And this helps stimulate our organs. And it, again, helps the blood flow and oxygen, oxygen flow through our bodies and to our brains, which is really important. So as we do this exercise, it's really important to press down on the, and for the people that are just listening, um, what I'm doing is I'm going to be pressing down my thumb and my index finger with a hoe. And then we're going to press our thumb and the middle finger with a ho. And then we're going to press the thumb and the ring finger with a ha. And then the thumb and the pinky with a ha. And then we're going to spread our hands nice and wide with another ha. So just to combine it all, it'll look like this. Ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. So it's a fun way to laugh. <laughs> and also stimulate all those acupressure points. So we can do it together, Jen. Oh my gosh. I love that I'm laughing already, but only because I'm sure <laughs> yeah. I look ridiculous. <laughs> but it's okay because I know the benefits. I want to do this. All and right, part, I'm ready. Part of the laughter yoga practice too is just releasing what other people think of you. <laughs> We need that sometimes, right? Angry customers, maybe yeah. making that mistake. I mean, yes, this we're talking stress, so we've got okay. I'm I'm ready for it. Go. Ready, go. Yes. Ho, 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 body like relaxing. Like I'm not in this uptight pose. I, I, I love that. And that, what did that take us? 30 seconds to do? <laughs> exactly. And you know, as adults, especially in the workplace, we're so serious. And I've been reading so many articles now about laughter in the workplace, and it just really helps with productivity and engagement. So that's why I love bringing it to the workplace. Yeah. Well, and I think, and I know I've touched on this. I remember early on in my career when I was having a conversation with a VP and he was a lovely man, lovely man, and, and absolutely empathetic to the new generations entering the workforce. And he was just always like, kind of laughed. Like, I cannot believe that millennials want to have fun at work because he was a baby boomer. And that wasn't, some, that was just not how you showed up. You came and you did your job and you showed that you were there, you know, obviously to make an impact and you were more serious about it. And he was really intrigued by how the generational shifts have really almost not forced, but like asked organizations to expand the way that they look at how employees interact in the workplace. So that might be allowing people to have play and fun at work, even though, yeah, 20, 30 years ago, maybe that was a sign that you weren't serious, but now it's actually an indication or a, a <clears throat> opportunity to reduce stress 
work on your organs. I feel like that's the easiest <laughs> workout I could do <laughs> to get the vitality. But but what's the business case? I know we talked about this already. Like, what's more of that business case? Like, if we still have some people that aren't really bought in, right? They're still like, hey, I don't know if I want to sound ridiculous for 10 minutes laughing. I can't do that at a cube. Well, you could do it for a group <laughs> exercise. But why should you care? Like, why should the people that are listening, the ones that are working longer hours, the ones that do not have that division between work and personal life, why should they care? Because this is a health issue. Like, this is actually, I would argue, like the more serious part of what we're probably going to talk about today. Why should they care? Yeah. So one huge thing is it really helps reduce healthcare costs, you know, not only for the individual employee, but also for the company, the company the companies that are paying for insurance. So yeah. it's really, it's a, it helps with, you know, reducing healthcare costs. It also helps reduce absenteeism. Like that's a huge one. The healthier you are, the happier you are, the more satisfied you are with your job, the less likely you are to call in sick. So, you know, that, and when you call in sick, it not only affects your own work, but it affects the whole team that you work on. So it, it really trickles out to the entire team, to the entire company. Um, I mentioned job satisfaction. Um, you know, the, the more, the more we laugh, the more we play, um, it really, it activates the endorphins in your brain and it really helps with your job satisfaction. Um, we mentioned engagement, you know, the more breaks that you can take and the more that you can laugh throughout your workday, the more energy you'll have to put in to your work and be more focused throughout the workday in a sustainable way. And then corporate and team culture, like that's a huge one, especially with COVID, you know, everyone's, most people are working from home. And so I really highly encourage <coughs> companies to have fun ways that they can bring their employees together. Um, you know, and so I come from a tech background and, you know, we would have a lot of happy hours with alcohol and things like that. And it was great. But I, I really believe that laughter yoga is the way to create more wellness along with play. Because when we have a work happy hour with alcohol, like alcohol, you know, I don't think it's very good for your health. But if you could have like a laughter happy hour, you know, you're not only creating that team and corporate culture, you know, that fun culture that most companies are trying to create, but you're also balancing it out with wellness. So it's like a great way to not only take care of your wellness and your health, but also to create um, a positive team culture at the same time. I, yes, I love that because even now where we aren't necessarily able to get together face to face, that this is a way that we can still laugh together and play together. Whereas we may not be able to just pop by someone's cube or meet them in the cafeteria. This is a way that we can connect with our team. And I think, you know, as long as even that activity, the finger activity that we did, everyone can do that together. It doesn't matter. And I, I think that's just so neat that there's not a lot right now in remote settings that are able to bring that about or that community sense. So that just sounds like a a really great way. And it obviously it's only you said in the beginning, you only have to do it for, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. Like this could be, or I guess, how do you see companies using this out of yeah. curiosity? You work a lot with organizations to bring this into the workplace. How do you, how do you see them using it? Yes. So I do a lot of weekly wellness classes for most companies. A lot of companies also hire me for all hands team meetings, for their offsites, which are now virtual offsites. Yeah. And also like new hire onboarding, new hire trainings as like an icebreaker. 
Um, so I typically do 30 minute and one hour sessions. And it's just a great fun way to be on Zoom without having it to be so serious. Because I, I understand a lot of people have back to back Zoom meetings, and they really don't want to be on Zoom anymore. But with a laughter class virtually through Zoom, it's like a nice break from your typical Zoom meeting. Right. And it's something that's short. I love that you can bring that into a team meeting or you could make it, you know, in a full session, but it doesn't, you know, if you are, if you're really restricted on time or if you're a team meeting, you have a lot to get through. You could still bring this in even for a few minutes. And that could be the perfect stress buster, if you will, that your team might need in the moment. Yes. How do you think the pandemic, I mean, you know, we've been talking a lot about stress, the pandemic, obviously the shift and just so many changes that organizations and leaders have gone through. How do you think that the pandemic has impacted how we respond to stress? Yeah, I think more people are stressed and more people don't know the tools. Um, you know, I, I feel pretty blessed that I discovered yoga and meditation before the pandemic hit, but I know a lot of people out there um, just don't have the tools. So I think that People are super stressed and are looking for tools, which is great. And which is why I feel like I'm really here to serve. I'm here to share the gift of laughter with people, especially those who aren't really into meditation. Because for me, laughter has really been my favorite form of meditation. People don't consider laughter a form of meditation, but it truly is. Because when you, when you have to laugh, you have to be present. Like there's no way that you can laugh and be somewhere else. Like, you know, just try to laugh. You, it's impossible, but you know, so when you laugh, it's, it's a full meditation practice and back, you know, back in the day, I didn't used to meditate, but I would, I would still practice laughter meditation. And I really think of it as like a gateway into other forms of meditation. Um, The laughter meditation really created that space for me to really sit still after. So like one of my common practices is I actually, I laugh for one minute to let everything out and then I'll actually just stay quiet for another minute. And I'm, I'm really able to tap in. No, more. sorry. I was, I was going to ask you. So when you laugh for a minute, cause I know when we did the fingers like ho, ho, ha, 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 that, felt more structured, but when you say laughing for a minute, is it just kind of the free flowing, like, (laughs) like, yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. So it's one minute of just like allowing yourself that freedom of expression in terms of laughter followed by that one minute of silence. And then, sorry, I cut you off. And then what do you notice from that, from doing even those two together? Yeah. So I love the way you phrase that freedom of expression. And that's pretty much you know, what laughter is all about, being able to use your voice and your laugh to express yourself. Because at work, sometimes, you know, we feel like constricted. We feel like we can't be our true selves at work. So through laughter, we just get to be ourselves. We get to let our inner child come out and play. So it's just a way to honor your inner child and really your authentic self. But what it really helps me with is what I've noticed in my own body is when I laugh, like freeform laugh, for a minute. And then when I move into the silent meditation, I'm really able to be more in my body and connect with my breath more, as opposed to if I were just to start right away with the silent meditation, you know, there still might be a lot of, um, like thoughts and chaos going on. But, um, and I, you know, for those out there who are new to meditation, meditation is not about staying still or staying quiet. I'm not 
saying that that's what meditation is. But when I laugh first and then I move into the silent meditation, I do feel more at ease. Well, it's probably easier to get into it because you've kind of already focused your attention on something else. Like you said, it grounds you. (laughs) You get it all out, like all the goofiness, the frustration maybe that you're pushing through. And then you can probably reflect or just to sit in peace. I'm one of those people that's still a work in progress when it comes to meditation, but I feel like laughter yoga, I can get behind that. That's much more like I could laugh for a minute far easier than I could be still for a minute. So like that to me is just, I love how you describe it as the gateway because it it does seem so much more approachable, accessible. And Hey, if I can then add on 30 seconds of silence, I will absolutely try that. But this is a way that I feel like I can try meditation without the pressure of, all right, Jen, you've got to take 10 minutes, make sure that you get all of your thoughts out. So you sit still like in what planet. I'm just not there yet. So I love that this is just a way that I can build on that. Yeah. Yeah. For me, you know, meditation is really just connecting with the breath. And so in laughter yoga, we connect with the laugh. And so once you're really able to connect with your own laugh, you can then really connect with your own breath, which is meditating. Yes. Well, and we talk about that too in our classes that we teach. You know, we talk about emotional intelligence. Obviously, one of the first thing that we need to do is recognize the trigger, but connect to the breath. And this is just another way that we can calm ourselves down. Okay. Where are the secret places that you recommend people doing this? If they're at work and they don't necessarily want someone to see them or hear them or think that they're being weird, like where do people go to do this? If maybe they're still a little shy about that expression, laughter, Yeah, maybe that's when they bring it to their team and they all do that together. That's what I was going to suggest. You know, team laughter is really the key because um, even making eye contact with people, that brings so much joy. So it's, and it's hearing everyone's laugh. But if you, if you, if you are still shy, which is perfectly fine, you know, I, I suggest going into like a small meeting room or you can even go outside and laugh. Um, silent laughter is also a real thing. So silent laughter would just look like this. And it's so fun. I love doing silent laughter. <laughs> so it's just the, like emulating what it looks like to laugh, but not producing a sound. Yes. Um, I also... I also love laughter buddies, like laughter texting buddies. So sometimes I'll just text my laughter buddy, ha, 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 and she'll know what I mean without even needing to laugh. But just, you know, typing out, ha, 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 brings so much joy. Oh and gosh. then she'll text me back, ha, ha, ha. You know, there's, there's, we're really laughing for no reason, which is, you know, again, stimulating the right side of the brain. Right, which is what we need because it <laughs> takes away probably all of the blocks that we might have, especially, I mean, I imagine how this, could even really just help accelerate problem solving or decision making because we're shifting out of that logic where we keep running into those same roadblocks. But then by moving into our right side, we're able to see the problem as an opportunity or just look at it in a different way. Like this could be really the thing that can help people accelerate the results that they want. Yeah. Uh, what advice would you give for a leader to bring this into their organization? Yeah. So for me, you know, again, it's all about creating a a really fun, productive, engaging team culture. So I highly encourage leaders to add more laughter into their day, you know, whether it's working with me or even just creating laughter exercises in your own team meetings, Um, creating like structured breaks and times to laugh. I think that, you know, that's what I really recommend. Oh my gosh. And maybe it is for those that are like, okay, we're not there yet, but maybe it's 
on your Thursdays. You get together and it's your de-stress Thursday. I can't think of anything more creative on the spot, but where they incorporate that into their Thursday activity. And then maybe it goes to a practice where before a big meeting is coming up and they know that people need to just calm down a little bit, but there's got, you know, so many opportunities. Yeah. Well, I was going to say for, if you want like specific examples of how leaders can bring it in. Yes. So some, some things that I do are like, it's called lunchtime laughter. So I offer lunchtime classes where people can laugh as part of like their afternoon, you know, little break. Um, I, I, am finding that lunchtime is a really good time to do it. And then also, you know, the, the mid afternoon. So like around two or three, like that's another time period where most of my classes are just because people need that little mid to mid afternoon pick me up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I am absolutely one of those people that sometimes at two o'clock, if it's been a day, <laughs> that's absolutely the time that I probably need the break. But how can we do this? So we talked about how we can bring it into the office. How can we do it at home? Yeah. Maybe if we want to teach our kids this, if we want exactly. to share it with our spouses who are stressed out and working in the room over since we're all working yes. from home. <laughs> uh, I do have a lot of laughter videos on my YouTube channel, which is um, bit.ly slash laugh with Jenna. And I have a lot of laughter videos on my Instagram account, which is at, at Jenna Pasquale. But if you want to just, you know, do it at home, it's really easy. You just create these laughter exercises and you can use my videos as inspiration. But yes, please invite your family, invite your friends. I can also teach more laughter exercises here if we have time. But one one that I love to do is actually, it's called mental floss. And I love to start my day with this. So, you know, we te- or start and end the day, actually. So, you know, with dental floss, okay. you we, we floss our teeth, but with mental floss, we are really, you know, just releasing all the negative thoughts that may. So this is what we're doing. I'm trying to follow along. Feel free to laugh at me as you're doing this. If you're watching this on video, we're going to take our mental floss and we're actually going to like squeegee our brains out to clear our minds from all the stress and all the worries, but we're going to do it with laughter. So it'll look like this. So instead of, you know, flossing our teeth, we're flossing our minds. All right. You want to try it with me, Jen? Yes, I'm ready. I'm like, just, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. Initially, it's force, but then I feel like I laugh at myself laughing because I'm like, this has just got to be the most, I don't know, comedic like look that I'm giving today. But it's, it does. It feels so good. I know that I look ridiculous, but it feels so good. It feels lighter. It feels like I, I do have more connection with like my breath. I just feel calmer. And it's all from even just forcing a laugh. And I think it's something that we just overlook is something that we have within ourselves that we can use as another tool to combat our stress. Yes. Yes. And it's free to laugh. (laughs) Does it matter how loud you go? Like, is there any type of benefit if you like give more of the dramatic or if it's, you know, does that matter? Like, is, are you supposed to put more of a oomph in it to help feel that benefit or does that not matter at all? It doesn't matter. 
Yeah, because our again, our bodies can't tell the difference between a simulated laugh and a real laugh. So even the silent laughter is simulating laughter. So our body still our our body still registers it as laughter. Um, another great tip for laughing at home is also while you're cleaning. So this one <laughs> has actually been really helpful for me during you know staying at home. Um, but I'll I'll vacuum while laughing. I'll you know wash my dishes while laughing. So it's a great way to add laughter in easily because you know a lot of us clean throughout the day anyway. So you might as well add laughter while you're doing it. So it doesn't even need to be a separate practice. You can combine it with things that you do. Or I even love to dance and I love to roller skate. So I'll laugh as I'm roller skating or dancing. You can really add it in throughout your day. No kidding. Well, yeah, even if you are just running the vacuum, like instead of playing your music, look at that. Because what, who doesn't want that? If you are someone that is multitasking, you've got a lot on your plate. And the fact that you even need to carve out a few minutes for meditation, which sometimes that's me where I'm like, I don't know if I have time, the ability to layer that into things makes me feel like, okay, I can do that. That's approachable. And I can clean and do this at the same time and, and recognize that I'm not only like making my, my house better or how I want to live in it, but also myself better and taking care of my well-being. And then maybe it's a great thing to do also at the end of your day, like before you go home. I'm just thinking out loud, like a practice that if you're going to shut down your computer for the day, maybe that's the thing that you do to transition into your personal space. So you can have, you know, let go some of the stresses of the day. Mm-hmm. What What do you say to the people that are, because you? Ha- I know you have to meet resistors. Like you have to either jump, go into those meetings or go into the Zoom call and someone is just like, who is this crazy? <laughs> like what? And I, I don't mean crazy in a bad way. I'm just, yeah. you know, maybe I'll say that in a different way. But who is this person that's telling me that I need to laugh? Like how do you address the people that are resisting it? What do you, what's your message to them? Yeah. I tell them it's all about surrendering and letting go. You know, as adults, we're, we, we like to control things. You know, we don't like to just surrender to the moment. So I, I, I invite them to just take it as an opportunity to really surrender and let go and see what happens. Oh my gosh. So this is your opportunity to surrender to that person that might be thinking, this is something that I've never tried. I'll look ridiculous. I'll insert whatever your thought is. This is just your opportunity to let go. And and I think that's a a last very strong point to make that as we do enter adulthood, as we get further into our careers, we do have that tendency to take things more seriously, which can create more stress. And I'm not saying that we don't have to take things seriously, but we do need to understand that there's a balance. So we can not only create the right environment for our organization or our team and ourselves to operate in because stress is real. We know that the impact of stress can have some long-term consequences. And part of that starts with just allowing yourself to experience play and not take things so seriously. I think that's a really strong, um, yeah, I think a lot of adults might need to hear that. Like we, you know, I, we spend a third of our lives at work. So to be able to bring some joy into that instead of maybe just living through the deadline or focusing on that frustrating colleague and to be able to bring something different into our workday. It's just so inspiring. And I, I love that it's, it's new. And I really hope that people have stayed with us through this and really embrace this as a new tool, as a new way that we can connect our teams, have better relationships with ourselves. I mean, I imagine even how people deal with conflict could be different. If you put that into a conflict situation and you're like, do this first, then we can talk about it. I feel like there's so many different ways that you could 
leverage the power of laughter and it's relatively, you know, it's just accessible to all. So I, I love that. Um, Jen, I do want to add one more thing too. Yeah. Well, um, so today I led a laughter yoga class for a company and a man was saying that he, he was doing his laughter yoga in his little office. And he was said, he said that he was worried about what people thought outside of his office. And I invited him too to take that as an opportunity to let go of what other people think, you know? So it's not only just letting go of, you know, your own environment and letting go of how you see yourself in the laughter practice, but also just letting go of what other people think of you. Because I think in life, you know, we are, we, we're always so worried about what people think of us, if people are judging us. And I just, I want to help more people release that, you know, yeah. as long as you're having fun, that's all that really matters. Absolutely. Comparison is the thief of joy. Like there's that expression. I totally agree with you. Like we need to focus on ourselves because that's where our own you know, when we can strengthen our own values and see that value, that's when we can become more resilient leaders. That's when we can become more inspiring and influential leaders. There's so many benefits when we can just like suspend that judgment. Mm-hmm. Jenna, I'm going to ask you the, the final question yeah. that we ask everyone that's a guest on our podcast. And that question is this, what is your leadership habit for success? Uh, scheduling breaks for sure. You know, whether it's a laughter break or whether it's just to take a few deep breaths, you know, in today's society, we value, you know, this go, go, go productive lifestyle. But I truly believe that it's really the breaks that matter because when we slow down and when we take breaks, that's when we really get to turn inward. We get to connect to our breath. So I really highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, For me, myself, like personally, I actually set daily alarms you know, they go off at 11.11 and no matter what I'm doing at 11.11, unless I'm teaching at that time, you know, I will stop whatever I'm doing and I'll either take a quick one minute laughter break or I will, you know, just do some deep breathing for a minute. And so it's really just carving out the time to slow down. Yes, that is a fantastic tip, especially leveraging your own technology that you can set alarms. You don't have to just remind yourself. You can right now, if you're listening, you can just say, hey, maybe it's 11.11 or maybe it's 9.05, you know, whatever that is. But you can set a reminder just to help yourself be more present, step out from maybe what you're looking at and give yourself a break. And these are all things just to help you have a better quality of life, especially at work. Jenna, thank you so much for joining us on the Leadership Habit Podcast. It has been a joy to interview you and I loved all the laughter. I like, you know, there's parts of me that are still like, holy cow. And I even struggle, right? But I know that there's a benefit. So I encourage everyone to give it a shot. Try out laughter yoga. I think it's something that, you know, it's different. And this is what we need right now. We're in the middle of a pandemic and people need more laughter because we've got a lot of stressors in our head. Jenna, thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to stay tuned because I'll give you notes in the outro for anyone that wants to connect with Jenna to find out how they can bring laughter or how you can bring laughter into your workforce. Thank you, Jenna. Thanks for everyone out there listening. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Leadership Habit Podcast with Jenna Pesquale. If you want to connect with Jenna, you can book a laughter class with her or your company or your team by visiting laughwithjenna.com or you can find the link in our show notes. Right now, she's offering virtual sessions. It's great for company all-hand meetings, weekly wellness offerings, new hire onboarding, etc. 
You can also watch Jenna's laughter videos on Instagram at Jenna Pesco. And you can visit her YouTube channel at bit.ly backslash laugh with Jenna to practice voluntary laughter at home. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share this with your friends. Let's spread the laughs. And don't forget to write us a review on your favorite podcast streaming service.